Welcome to Fed Resource Center Podcast, the news you can use. Today we're going to be talking about lawmakers introducing a lot of bills to try to boost federal retirement benefits. House lawmakers led by, of course, Representative Jerry Connolly, and that would be a Democrat for Virginia, introduced several bills last week that would, of course, improve the retirement benefits earned by federal workers during their time in public service. Now, one piece of the legislation, what we call the Equal COLA Act, or H period, R period 1254, would actually increase the annual cost of living adjustment provided to retirees in the federal retirement system to match the COLA giving to civil service retirement recipients. Under the current system, cost of living adjustments for federal employee retirement programs operate on what we call two tiers, while the civil service adjustment is based on the annual inflation of the consumer price index or what we call the CPI for urban wage earners and clerical workers. FERS adds an additional formula uh, onto what it's called the COLA calculation, frequently, of course, reducing the amount that the annuitants would receive. If a cost of living adjustment for civil service recipients is less than 2%, FERS retirees would receive the full amount. But if the COLA is between 2 and 3%, FERS annuitants would only receive 2%, and if the COLA is more than 3%, retirees under the FERS system would receive that COLA minus one percentage point, bringing it basically back down to 2%. Now, in 2019, civil civil service retirees received a 2.8% cost of living adjustment, meaning that FERS retirement or FERS retirees uh, actually only saw a 2% increase in their annuity. Now, their annuity, of course, is their pension. Now, over time, we now realize, of course, that this two-tiered system fails to protect first retirees or annuitants who, of course, are living on a fixed income. Now, Conley goes on to say in a statement, this legislation will rectify this unfair system and ensure these dedicated public servants are protected throughout their retirement. And I think we all can agree upon that. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, you got to look at Connolly and also Representative Jackie Walorski, uh, Republican from Indiana, reintroduced the Federal Firefighter Pay Equity Act, the H period, R period 1255, last week. This is a bill that would bring, uh, of course, the retirement benefits for more than 15,000 federal workers in line with their counterparts in state and local government. Now, currently, unlike state and local firefighters, federal firefighters who generally work 72-hour weeks are not credited with the income earned through mandatory overtime for the purposes of calculating their retirement benefits. Uh, The legislation that was actually introduced recently would incorporate the pay earned through overtime in the annual average pay, and this will be used when calculating a retiring employee's annuity or their pension. I mean, thousands of federal firefighters across America, I mean, of course, they risk their lives every day to keep people safe, like yourself and myself, and and, and protect our national security. Now, Walorski went on to make a statement that we do have a responsibility to make sure they are treated fairly in retirement, and I think we all can agree upon that. The bipartisan Federal Firefighter Pay Equity Act 
would ensure that these brave and hardworking first responders get the full compensations and benefits that they deserve. Now, in the third bill, Representative Peter King, a Republican out of New York, and Jim Langevin, a Democratic out of Rhode Island, joined Connolly in introducing the First Responder Fair Retire Act, which is H.R.1256, which would extend full retirement benefits to a variety of federal law enforcement and public safety employees if they are injured while at work. First responders in the federal government, including firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and U.S. Border Patrol officers, among others, participate in an accelerated retirement system, which is called 6C and deducts a higher percentage from their paycheck, but features a mandatory retirement age of 57. Uh, certain cases do. Uh, you have to look at, there are certain cases with exceptions. Uh, additionally, you know, some such employees become eligible to retire after serving for 20 years and reaching age 50. So certain circumstances do have to be looked at. But they're currently, uh, we lose access to this program if they are injured and forced to leave their position of federal service. Conley King and Langevin's bill would allow first responders injured on the job to remain in the 6C system if they take a job elsewhere in the federal government after they return to work. And if they leave this federal service altogether, employees would be entitled to a refund of the accelerated contributions. Any law enforcement officer or other federal public safety employee who suffers a disabling injury in the line of duty should not be penalized, and I think we all agree on that, by the very retirement system that ought to recognize their heroic sacrifice and service. But that is exactly what disabled officers face under current law. And this was a statement from Nathan Katura, which is the national president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. The First Responder Fair Retire Act would help to protect their financial security and truly honor the sacrifices that have, you know, of course, helped to keep us safe. Now, one of the things you got to look at, too, is at least there are opportunities out there to try to better serve uh, the federal system and moving forward to make adjustments. And I think that's something that we all need to understand. We all need to make adjustments in regards about uh, the government structure in regards to pay and benefits in regards to federal employees. Uh, some of the, when you start looking at some of the situations, it's kind of backdated and it has not been revamped or even if it has been revamped, it's not equal to or greater of what would be on the outside. So if you're trying to retain individuals, especially when you're talking about firefighters, uh, when you're trying to retain individuals into the federal government that are high quality individuals, which they are, you want to make sure that you are protecting them, that they have a future. Uh, I don't think any of us out there can cannot deny uh, the sacrifice that goes on with the firefighters that go out and protect us. And normally it's in situations that none of us would want to be in. So I think these adjustments and, and, and pushing forward is something that's going to be very positive. Well, thanks for listening in on our podcast today and look out for our next podcast. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.